gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey guys, I'm Kendra. Hi, I'm Mercedes, and this week we're talking about one of the best friends to lovers movies, Brown Sugar. The best. I think that is an understatement, Mercedes. I am so excited <laughs> to talk about this film because it is just, it has been a staple of my childhood. But first, before I get too excited, we got to kick it off with our celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week, Mercedes? Yeah. So mine isn't really a celebrity. It's a public figure, Jack Kennedy Schlossberg. Shout out to my friend Kristen, who saw him on a plane the other day. And since then, we've just been talking about him and, like, stalking his meme-filled Instagram. And he's tall. He has great hair. He's just, like, a pretty boy. Okay, I have no idea who this is. What does he what does he do? Is he an influencer? He's, he no, he's just like a Kennedy. He's JFK's grandson. Okay. Yeah. So like he's just a Kennedy. He's <laughs> just a Kennedy. No big deal. Hey, that's a, it's a powerful last name. So if you guys got married, wouldn't be mad. Wouldn't be mad. Um, okay. So I went to the movies for the first time in forever because I'm super yeah. lazy and just wait for everything to come on one of the streamers. But I went to go see Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Mm. And can I just say, Mass Mikkelsen is my, is my celebrity crush this week. And I will never forget the first time I fell in love with him. It was in 2012. I had an internship at the Cannes Film Festival in France. And he had a film premiering there called The Hunt. And it's a Danish film written and directed by Thomas Sunterberg. Shout out to him because he makes the best movies ever. And... This movie will always freaking stay with me, Mercedes, because it was so good. It's basically about a kindergarten teacher that gets falsely accused of child abuse and his entire life is ruined. And it's crazy. Like he gets falsely accused by one of his by one of his like kindergarten students and his entire life is ruined. And it is such a if you ever have the chance, I'll have to find where it's playing. All of our listeners, too, you guys have to watch this movie. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen, and Mass Mikkelsen kills it. That wasn't the first time I saw it. That was, like, the first time I, I, I realized, like, I love this man. <laughs> I love him. He's talented. He's amazing. I will watch everything that he's in. Yes. So His bone structure, amazing. Like, it is really? amazing. Oh, my gosh. Every time I see him, I'm like, that's, like, witchcraft. <laughs> now he's in Harry Potter, so yo the Danes, the freaking Danes. I've been to Denmark <laughs> twice. They are beautiful. They are they constructed are perfectly. Yes, <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. I totally agree. It's wild. <laughs> All right, listeners, we're gonna move right over into the TLDR. Just a warning: there are spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Brown Sugar, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Take it away, Mercedes. Yeah. Okay, so Sydney Shaw, played by Sanal Lathan, and Dre Ellis, played by Tay Diggs. Our childhood friends who at a young age really bond over a shared love of hip-hop. Now as adults, Sydney is a successful writer and new editor of, hip- of the hip-hop mag XXL. And Dre is the rep at Millennial Records. And the- he's really lacking the passion he once had for the music. He mm-hmm. kind of feels like a sellout right now. But the two are still best friends as adults. And now Sydney has moved back to New York. And as they reunite, Dre is preparing to propose to his attorney girlfriend, Reese, played by Nicole Ari Parker. And the night before the wedding, Sydney and Dre share a kiss, but he still marries Reese. It's wild. It's wild. Now, yeah. <laughs> now they're back to living their regular lives. Sydney begins dating an NBA player, and Dre quits his job to start his own music label to focus on bringing back real hip hop, really focusing on authenticity. He quickly signs a local rapper, Chris, played by Most Def, to the label. Yeah, it's so <laughs> hilarious in this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> Reese is so unsupportive of his career move while Sydney invests in the company for like financially and is fully supporting and starts spending more time with Dre again. 
but around the same time becomes engaged and Dre thinks she's just making a huge mistake. And after catching Reese cheating, Dre and Sydney sleep together, which complicates things even further. Sydney's still engaged, so she asks for space from Dre and then calls off her engagement. And when she goes to tell him, he's with Reese again, just hanging out. So now it's time for Chris's single to play on the radio, and Dre hears Sydney's radio interview where she's talking about her new book, I Used to Love Him. And it's a love letter to hip hop, but it's basically a love letter to him. Yep. And he realizes this and runs to the radio station to profess his love, and they embrace in love it's so good it's so sweet i have to say one of my favorite things about this movie is how hip-hop is just an an analogy or a metaphor for dre from the moment she starts talking about hip-hop in the narration you know who she's talking about right Mm -hmm. away it's so great so this is a 2002 film written by michael elliott and rick famuyiwa sorry if i pronounced that incorrectly but Rick also directed this film, and his past credits include The Wood, The Shy, Dope, and a few episodes of The Mandalorian, actually. Ooh. And so I think that's really cool. Yeah. What was also really cool, so Sydney's fiancé in here, Kelby, is played by Boris Gojo, who... Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful! But, like, mm-hmm. he's still fine today. That's what always blows my mind, is these men are still fine today. And it's like, they're aging like freaking fine wine. But I thought it was <laughs> interesting, because Idris Elba actually auditioned to play Kelby. Could you imagine this movie? Oh my gosh, Idris Elba? Right? No, actually, I can't. Still would add so much. Like, this cast is so hot. Just yeah. everyone oh, who God. has a speaking role, beautiful, really. <laughs> like, so he would fit in well with the beauty part of it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I just, I feel like it's this movie's so cast it's casted so well that I wouldn't want to change anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know? (laughs) So I actually read that the idea for this project came from the screenwriter Michael Elliott, who took inspiration from a Mary J. Blige song in Seven Days. And Elliott thought that this story of like two lifelong friends navigating like a dynamic between platonic and romantic was just such a great idea. And wow, was he right. You know, it's so, oh gosh, I, and like, we've talked about how we aren't the biggest fans of the childhood friends to lovers thing, but Mm -hmm. I just, I I love it in this movie. I think this is how you do it though, Mercedes. Exactly. That's why we like it because this is the right way to do it. Yeah, it Um, makes sense. It makes sense. And it's organic, right? And it's not necessarily forced. And I have, I have a lot to say about it a little bit, but I thought it was also cool that this was Tay Diggs and Sanaa Lathan's third film together. Like, by 2002, yeah. they had already done three films together. And also, Boris Kucho and Nicole Harry Parker are married in real life. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, they've been married since 2005. I wonder if they met, if, like, they met on this set. But we, they married... must have met on this set. They must have met on this set, right? And they're oh still God. married today. They have, like, two or three kids. And they're a gorgeous couple. Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Beautiful people. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, I love how, I don't know, like, romance these actors are. Like, by this time, T. Diggs and Sanal Lathan had both established themselves as amazing romance leads. And even Michael Elliott, he wrote the screenplay for Just Right because of Queen Latifah's performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you know me, I love Queen Latifah as like one of the queens of rom-coms. And I really do think that. So like, and I love Just Right. So knowing that that wouldn't have been made without this movie, it just, yeah. I'm so much more grateful for this movie. Exactly. It's so, it's so good. 
I think, too, this movie just, like, sets my whole heart on fire because this was the time that I was really into rap music. I was really into hip-hop. So at the beginning, when they start off the movie and they start doing interviews with everyone, they had Pete Rock on there. They had Common. They had all of these rappers I had grown up with and listened to. Just, like, taught. And it was so cool. So I will never forget Common walked past my bedroom window here in Los Angeles during one of the during one of the marches for the Black Lives Matter movement and I saw him in real life and he was glowing and he also came into my office when I was at Stars to pitch something and he said hello to me and I was like Common let's get married (laughs) truly oh my gosh let's get married I I love all these like little these little moments with Common you have I know (laughs) their time I have these little moments with celebrities that, like, over time, I'll start telling more and more stories. But, like, sometimes celebrities just kind of pop back up into my life, and I'm not mad about it. Not mad about it at all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they see you. They feel you. All right, guys. We're going to move over into Time Capsule. Mercedes and I just like to recall where we were when we first watched this movie, which, of course, if you remember, I never remember where I was. But I do definitely remember it was on BET because that's all I used to watch in middle school. It was... And this movie was just always on. And I think BT used to start playing movies at either like 7.30 or 8, right after 106 and Park. I'm totally dating myself. Oh my gosh. Anyone remembers 106 and Park? (laughs) That was my favorite time. And I think I saw a lot of like the black rom-com, just like black movie classics on BET that I I wasn't able to see on like other channels because other channels weren't playing it. So it was really cool. It was really, that channel was really a staple in my childhood and I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember it's always beside on any cable next to MTV and VH1. There were only specific channels I would check. So I would check those three and then I would check like Bravo and E. That says like the type of person I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like that was, they were always in my same rotation and like all the best mm-hmm. movies would play. Yeah. Like every weekend they had great marathons. Yeah. And I think too, like like I said, BT just made me feel really seen and and heard. And I'm curious for you, Mercedes. Like, yeah, we did we did JLo Week, and I know she was a big staple in your childhood. What other movies from when you were younger made you feel just like really seen and heard in your identity? Oh my goodness. Okay. I have to shout out America Ferrera. Like, real women have curves. Mm, Gotta yes. kick it up. Even Carmen and Sister the Traveling Pants. Truly everything that she did as a younger and like ugly betty too like i I was ugly betty for halloween last year like truly she made an impact on me and i think all of her roles i don't know if you can like grow up being kind of dorky latina and like not identify with her i think i think that's just kind of like the law (laughs) like if you if you're around in the early 2000s then you definitely are attached to her on some emotional level (laughs) <laughs> That's very true. I remember her from Gotta Kick It Up, the Disney Channel original movie. Yes, about, like, so good. Loved it. So I watched it all. Actually, I think that movie was, that movie is what inspired me to join Dance Team in middle school. It's like, so, oh my gosh. When Disney Channel would do the things online where you could like vote for what movies you wanted for the summer, that one I'm voting every yeah. day for as long as I could. I loved it. Exactly. Where like, were you the first time that you watched this movie? Do you remember? So I didn't watch this movie till college. Wow. Which is shocking for me because usually, especially the early 2000s ones, I knew them all. But yeah, I didn't watch this till college. And it's actually funny because I watched it the summer after I took this hip hop history and literature course. I was an English major, media studies, double majors. And I had this perfect blend and it was blending like hip hop history and literature and also like elements of BLM activism too. Like this was all part of the course. Mm -hmm. And 
I learned so much. So then the beginning of this movie, when they're referencing all of these historical rappers and MCs, I knew immediately every single name, which yep. I don't think I would have before I took that course. I would I would have known the people talking, but probably not all the names that, that were being referenced. And like even now being able to like just know that because this movie isn't one that teaches you about hip-hop it's for people who already are hip-hop lovers yeah you know 100%. which i really just respect because you're already walking into this being like i know what i'm gonna get and if yeah. you don't know that anything about hip-hop i'm sure the people who watch this for the first time you want to go and search these names because obviously they have such an impact they so do. yeah i just love hearing like all the icons being referenced in this movie it's nice to kind of feel like this movie is also like an exclusive club. You have to know in order to like understand. Yeah. So it, it always made me feel included because like, again, those are people I just like would throw throw their CDs on in my car, like in my mm. in my freaking boombox. Again, dating myself. It was so great. I also remember though in 2002, so I was 10 years old, I started playing the violin around then. I started playing the, the trumpet and the violin around then. And I think I was influenced by, have you heard of the hip hop violinist? No. Okay. Tell me. Her name is uh, Miri Ben-Ari. So she's this Israeli violinist that was in every single hip music video, like hip hop music video in the early 2000s. Oh my so gosh. She, and I've definitely heard her. I just yeah, don't know. You've seen her. Yeah. You've seen her. If you watch, if you watch like Twista, Alicia Keys, Jay-Z, mm -hmm. any of their videos from like 2000 to like 2006 she was in all of their music videos she said she played for everyone and i never knew her name growing up but like she we always just call it like yeah she's a hip-hop violinist like she was a girl with curly hair and she'd play like the violin and all these music videos and it was really cool because it's the violin which is like a classical instrument over these like hip-hop beats and it was so cool it was so cool so anyways i think i was a little influenced by her because i thought she was really cool and yeah. also I think the violin lessons were either like free or super cheap, so they were really convenient for my parents. So that's why. I, that's why. I'm that's always it. important. That's <laughs> always important. <laughs> How do I get our kid out of the house for two hours? Exactly without paying. Thousands. Without paying. Yeah. Oh my god. What goodness. were you doing? I was six when this movie came out. Um, I was in first grade, which is when I first started playing basketball. So coincidentally, I was definitely rewatching another Sanal Lathan classic that we've already discussed and raved about on the pod, Love and Basketball. Yep. And it's so funny that, like, that was definitely in my movie rotation heavily at this time when this movie came out. And, I mean, they're only a couple years apart, mm -hmm. but still, the early 2000s, like, she made such an impact as a romance lead. Wow. Yes. Ugh. Still to this day, she's making an impact. So now, Lathan, shout out yes. to you. I hope we do all of your movies in the time that we do Definitely. this Definitely. Yes. <laughs> That's a goal. It's a goal. All right, guys, it's time for the Rom-Com Hall of Fame. But first, of course, Mercedes, as always, we have to roast this movie. It is from 2002. It is yeah. 20 years old. So there, sh there should be a lot more to roast. But I'm curious, like, what, what do you think? What do you think it? So we've had this conversation a lot, and it's that classic rom-com casual infidelity. <laughs> like, there, like, why is there so much cheating in this genre? And why haven't I realized it before? And this movie, there's definitely cheating mm -hmm. <laughs> in, on a lot of different sides. So that's probably my roast, just the cheating in all of these, especially early 2000 rom-coms, it seems. But something I do appreciate is that Reese isn't playing this evil fiancé slash wife character. She's dynamic and three-dimensional just as much as our leads are. And she's not just, like, some basic villain. Yeah. So even her complicated cheating dynamic, too, like, you understand her on some mm -hmm. level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think my roast for this 
just has to be the lingo, like how we used to talk. <laughs> what? After Sydney and Dre have sex, she's like, we yeah. just got busy. Like, what? <laughs> Who says that? And then when Dre is making his speech at the Christmas party, the New Year's party, and he's yeah. like, I'm a little twisted to, to to say that he's drunk. Like, yeah, we would like what? <laughs> and then every every time there was a good song on the radio, you'd be like, oh, this is a cut. This is a joint. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I can't. Honestly, I'm so shocked that there was no like fascizzle type stuff in <laughs> this movie. I was I was shocked that the Dalmatians duo didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything like that. Because that was definitely up their alley. <laughs> that was up their alley. Also, too, that was so funny i think that's oh that's yeah. a little bit of a rose too because it's so cringe like the whole but it's so real like that duo could come out now and you'd still be cringing but it would happen like they would get signed they would get signed. some exactly. random just like white boy in like the midwest would be loving it yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> so funny oh my gosh okay what is your favorite quote like when you watch this movie what is a quote that just gets you every time okay i have there's so many and I think it's because of Tay Diggs. He's just so funny in this movie. And his timing is so great. I have two. And uh, my first one is a funny one. And it's when he confronts Reese. And he's like, Trying to order the most expensive bottle of champagne. Because we finna celebrate. Drake. We gonna celebrate what? Metaphors! <laughs> so funny. And like he's just so hilariously chaotic in this scene. Mm -hmm. And like the whole clip, I wish I could clip the whole thing because mm -hmm. everything he says, even when he's like Richard Lawson and like he's saying his name, I'm like, this is perfect. He's like, you sound educated. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, there are so many, most of my quotes are from most dead like chris's character oh he's hilarious so funny. he's so funny but i took the i took the romantic route this time i love when they're at the new year's party and it's right after kelby proposes to sydney and she says so what is the difference between rap and hip-hop it's simple it's like the difference between saying you love somebody and being in love with somebody rap is just a word Tugging oh. all of my heartstrings, Cindy. Tugging all of them. I know. I wish I could read her book. <laughs> mm -hmm. Me too. I know. I feel like she's a strong writer. <laughs> yeah. My second favorite is so sweet. And it's when Tay-Dick says, Can't wait for your book to come out. When you left, I went out, got the LA Times every Wednesday for your column. And go to the park and read it. I know it's made me feel closer to you and like as a writer like yeah. the idea of the man you love reading your articles that's how you see her that's how you hear her that's how you understand her and like that was his way of being close with her and i just oh my god and she doesn't ask he just yeah. says it he just brings it up oh. just naturally organically oh. i feel like honestly the amount of rom-coms we watch how is our like perception of men not completely skewed I feel like I just have such a I think it definitely like, is. Not, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm like, if you are not out here watching all of my TikTok videos and looking at all the articles I've been featured in, what are you doing? Yeah. And like, think about being just a creative in any realm. Like, that, all your work is incredibly vulnerable. 
Yeah. And for yeah. the man you love to go out of his way to really engage with the work you create, mm-hmm. that's so important because it really is like showing a whole other side of your heart to the world. Yeah. And I don't know. I that sometimes she's speaking directly to him mm-hmm. in her book and in his and in her writing and I think he feels that, too, and that's why he feels so close with her. Yeah, and I think, too, there's just there's such a level of comfort to show vulnerability through your art and then to yeah. be fully accepted. And I just, like, want to share something, like, in that realm because I just I just came back from the Netherlands and Belgium for my birthday. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I got to reconnect with one of my friends. His name is Alex. I met him in my hostel in Mongolia back in 2019. And oh he, yeah, he's Dutch and he lives in the Netherlands. So he he took the train to come and see me. And when we first met, we got really close because it was so easy to be vulnerable with him. And also he was super accepting of me. So like, I know a lot of our listeners know this, but like I identify as a late bloomer. And also too, like I'm, I'm still a virgin. I've never had sex before mm-hmm. and I'm 30 years old. And it's just like, you know, a personal choice. But I remember we got on the topic of love and relationships when we met. And we started talking about this and like here, every single guy who has ever found out that small part about me has thought that I was like an alien, right? They've thought Mm. there's something wrong with you. It's a red flag. Like you're weird. All of these things. And to be able to share that with my friend Alex and have him just be like, that's really cool. Like that's, that's awesome that you do that. And just to completely accept me in that moment was so powerful. And so I know that that's probably how Sydney is feeling in that moment of like, Gosh, to show to show like a part of myself through my writing to have you not only read it, but make it a priority and like accept me based off of that. It's just such a beautiful feeling. Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) So Mercedes, if this movie pops up on your Tinder feed, are you swiping left or are you swiping right? I'm swiping right. I adore this movie. It makes me genuinely laugh so hard and the love feels real. What I really appreciate is that it's an honest love story and you understand why they work together mm-hmm. and they're not just good friends. This is a true romance and it's a true friends to lovers in the best way possible. And yeah. you see all the in-between moments between them that really emphasize their connection and their chemistry. Dre is just so absolutely brilliant as a character. Tatex is so funny, like I've already said. And I think he just brings such a different... I don't know if a lot of people would bring so much humor to this character. He has to deal with a really rushed marriage. He's dealing with a divorce. He's dealing with career changes. Mm -hmm. And he still brings the lightness to each scene, you know? And then we have Sanaa Lathan, who's just so amazing at Childhood Friends to Lovers. Like, holy cow, she is the face of the trope, you (laughs) know? Anytime she's a part of any Childhood Friends to Lovers movie, I'm, I'm here for it. And I love it. And I don't know, this movie just gets it correct because the leads know each other and they understand each other. And we get to see that all unfold in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the time feels regular. I don't know, like something about it, like it never feels rushed mm-hmm. into their love story. And yeah. you don't ever question why or how they're in love. We see their good moments and we see their annoying, frustrating moments. And he just reads her articles and I am never mm-hmm. going to get over that. And it shows all the parts that a lot of rom-coms leave out, all the in-betweens that make it real love, you know? Yeah. And also just the supporting characters. Chris, scene stealer. Also, like, Queen Latifah's character as her cousin, so good. and So funny. I love how (laughs) Mostaf's character, like, he's so confident as a rapper, and then he's so shy around her. (laughs) That's what makes Chris such a precious, like, supporting character. And you want to root for him, too. And it also makes him 
so much hotter to see how shy he gets. I don't know what that is in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> that's so hot. What is that, Mercedes? What is that? I don't know. I, just, I love a shy boy. Yeah. <laughs> I 1,000% agree with you. I'm swiping all the way right. One, two, because Tay Diggs is a fellow Syracuse alum. Shout out, Orange Man. Ah. And, yeah. And I also feel like, like I was saying in the beginning, the reason we like this movie so much is because this is the healthy kind of childhood relationship, like yeah. friends to lovers trope that we think they they do so well. It's because they both grow up together. They support each other. They see each other through different seasons, but they are also their own people, right? Mm -hmm. They date other people. They have the freedom to do whatever it is that they want. They move to different cities. They still live their lives independent of each other, but they always come back together. I think that's what shows the foundation of the relationship mm -hmm. is that respect and that they're both drawn to each other in that way, right? Yeah. Always coming, like just living completely independent lives where they keep coming back to each other, they keep making sure that they are each other's priority in their lives. And so that's why I like this movie. And like in, in, in the ways that we don't like other, like, oh yeah, we've been together since we were two years old. Like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you said it so well. And it's so true. They have a mutual respect and they give each other space to grow and evolve mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. a lot of these childhood friends to lovers type of things don't give and as much as this movie praises the past like a huge motive for them is to go back to this area of authenticity within hip-hop mm -hmm. and i think that also speaks to like their bond as well like let's go back to like the roots of our bond but even when they're looking back at the past and reminiscing and like connecting on that level again they're still allowing for space for their present day person too yeah you know exactly who is that person that's kind of always been there in your life Mercedes I know you have a lot of friends you're a very popular girl but who is that person that like <laughs> you guys have known each other for a really long time and you and you always come back to each other like it doesn't matter how much time has passed it always feels like you're, you know, no time has passed. Yeah, I think I have had, I have a few friends who I made right at the beginning of middle school mm -hmm. who we've seen each other through such different seasons. I have to shout out Kaylee. Like, she's one of my best friends ever and the whole, one of my truly favorite people in the entire world. Mm. And I remember meeting her on the first day of sixth grade. And I remember being like, I don't know if I'm going to like you. And then we, like, hit it off. And we haven't lived in the same place since high school. And we've still maintained such a healthy friendship. And when we do, like, have our long calls again... It's, a, I don't know what it is, but it feels like our emotions are always aligned where I'll be like, yeah, I was really feeling this way and dealing with this. And she's like, I was doing that same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, we're on the same wavelength all the time, even if we're not in constant contact. And I've like loved seeing her become who she is and grow and learn more about herself. It's so exciting. And she's yeah. just a genius and amazing. Shout out Kaylee. <laughs> way to be yeah. a friend, Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give a shout out to my friend Shalina. We have known each other since first grade. And wow. she has just, she, every single time I call, she answers. In the, wow. in the freaking, what is it? Like 25 years that we've been friends. Every single time That's I've called, she's crazy. answering. And she always makes time for me. Even if she like, even if she can't talk right then, she'll be like, she'll answer and be like, I'll call you back. And it's amazing. Oh, it's, so, it's so nice. I never get a like, I never get sent to her voicemail. But also too. She's pregnant right now. And I saw her recently when I was in Atlanta a few weeks ago because that's where she lives. And she's about to have a baby. And I literally went on a whole shopping spree for this baby. It was so fun. But like, I just love that she has been that kind of consistent person. And we don't need to talk every single day. I know she has my back. I know she's going to support me. I know she's always going to be there for me. And it's such a great feeling to have that 
And listeners, I want to know who are your friends who are like that? They're just staples in your life who you know are going to be there through thick and thin. Let us know. Slide into our DMs. Sandra, I love our I love our friends. I love like, our friends. I love I love getting to sit here with you and just like gush about these friends we've had forever. Yeah. We have very special people in our lives, but I also feel like that says a lot about us too, Mercedes. Like we attract totally. good people, and that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna move over to couples therapy. Mercedes and I just like to try to give advice for these couples and how they can improve their relationships. And I feel like I say this every single week. But I really just hope the two of them can remain honest with each other. Honesty is such a big foundation in relationships. You don't have anything if you cannot have trust and honesty. And so I feel like it was by them lying not only to like each other, but themselves that got them into this situation. So I hope that as they add sex and love into their relationship, which changes everything, that they Mm -hmm. can still maintain that level of friendship. Because it's that friendship that's going to keep them going through hard times. It's going to keep that respect between them. And when the two of them get angry at each other and don't want to do, like, cannot stand each other anymore, it's that friendship that's going to push them through. So I want them to always maintain that. Yes. I love that. (laughs) So I know I keep focusing on the fact that Dre reads his articles, but my advice is just to continue that. He sees her in a way that no one else does. And a part of that is because he reads her writing Mm -hmm. and she's a writer and to be read is to be seen and understood and he does that for her and he truly knows her and always just read her writing and then you'll truly hear her you know i think she definitely shares so much more of her emotions in her narrations from her book that we hear as the voiceover Mm -hmm. and that's where like her soul is you know like that's where you're gonna find the heart of her that's where you're gonna find all of her passion like it takes so much of her to like really say i love you to him and Mm -hmm. yeah as long as he just like keeps reading those articles i think he's in a good place you know and she loves him for his passion and his crafts within the music industry and they have this shared love for authentic Mm hip-hop and she also deserves to be loved for her passion of writing about hip-hop too and they share this love of words because of their love of hip-hop and i just want that to continue so hip-hop is their love language bond over these words connect over each other's words and oh yeah yeah hip-hop is 100 their love language i think too for sydney specifically her love language is also our words of affirmation acts of service because you can see yeah, you could see how much it hurt her when Kelby didn't read her articles, but then you can yeah. also see how much it meant to her when she realized that Dre did. And I think Dre's is is physical touch. I definitely think yes. he's so handsy. Do you not? Because even he's always like kissing Reese or Sydney, but even when he walks into the restaurant to confront Reese cheating, he was like, mm-hmm. it was like the way that he was holding on to Sydney's arm. Like he needed, he needed to like be touching her for support. Did you notice that? Yeah. And even their <laughs> hugs, like <laughs> when they're just like right when they reunite again in New York, when she moves back, their embraces are like so full. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> full embraces. <laughs> yeah. What do you think their love languages are? So I completely agree with you that Sid needs words of affirmation. I think she gives acts of service and quality time mm-hmm. um, because this is a long time friendship. So I think quality time plays a huge role here. Mm-hmm. And they've really bonded over these years of just, uh, I don't know, just connecting over their shared interests. Mm-hmm. And these two have decades of friendship. So their bond is automatically going to be different than any other relationship they have. And it's lasted because of quality time and mutual support. She supports the record label and his dreams. And 
financially and just as a friend and he supports her writing they share this language so i think words of affirmation has so much to do here yeah and i do think he he needs quality time and he gives physical touch and words of affirmation because even like when he gives a toast on new year's and he's like Mm -hmm. you're the perfect verse over a tight beat and Uh like (laughs) and she just feels so seen you know and like the fact that he can just effortlessly quote her work Mm -hmm. that's just a whole other type of words of affirmations like wow (laughs) this movie made me realize how low my standards are for men i'm just like if you're nice I was watching an old episode of Laguna Beach the other day. Oh, stop it. Se- Are you serious? Three. Season three is my favorite. Yeah. And I've been rewatching lately. And there was this one scene where she's like, I love that you brought a blanket to our picnic. And I was like, the bar is so low. Like, that's so what she low. loves. <laughs> so low. But what's not low is the love that Sydney and Drake clearly have for each other. So I have a question for you, Mercedes. I ask you every week. Do you think this couple lasts in five years? Of course. These two are soulmates. They're they're together forever. Yeah, 100%. Agreed. All right, guys, it is time for a heartthrob. We just like to gush about who we like in the movie. Mercedes, who are you taking home to introduce to your friends and your family? So this was so hard, which is shocking, because usually this is a pretty easy answer for us. Oh, yeah. But I think the men in this movie, every character is just amazing. I have crushes on all the main men. but i'm gonna say dre there's just something so attractive about an already hot guy who's also goofy he makes fun of himself he's self-aware for the most part and he also really understands sid which is so important yeah and i just i love how goofy tay Diggs is in this movie it's just oh gosh I, I, i swoon i agree with you i understand like i did i did have a crush on every single guy here but it is without a doubt chris big time yes. Chris I cannot emphasize this enough most deaf was my whole heart growing up Aww. my whole heart growing up I love him more than air <laughs> I cannot breathe without him. Love most stuff. He's so funny in this. Like, and it's yeah. so it's so amazing because he was such a he was such a sick lyricist, but then he'd go and mm-hmm. act and he was so good and so and he had amazing comedic timing. And I just loved how multifaceted he is. And he I think I'm I'm talking more about most stuff than I am about his character, Chris. But I know, <laughs> but like I don't think people realize how many movies he's been in. I know. He's a yeah. legit actor and he's yeah. good too. But I love Chris. I love all of his like quick little lines and jokes. I also love that he was super humble too. Like he was a he was an amazing rapper, but then he you just go back and drive his cab and just that's just life. That's just what happened. Oh my goodness. The whole <laughs> Casablanca scene. Yes. It's so a good. And he's just like, I am not Humphrey Bogart. You're Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. And it's just it's so clever. And oh man. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He's so, so great. He, and, like, I love those types of movies, too, so we would have uh, endless conversations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play Mary Smooch Ghost Mercedes. We got Dre, Chris, and Kelby. Who are you marrying? Who are you smooching? And who are you ghosting? This is so hard because I don't want to ghost anybody. So I'm going to oh. smooch two and marry okay. one. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry Dre. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to smooch Chris and Kelby. I don't want to ghost any of these men. I hear you. I 100% hear you. So I'm going to marry Chris and I will smooch Dre and Kelby. I, I'm Yay. glad you're on the same page with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but before we wrap it up, listeners, we always love to bring in a pop culture moment. So I love the show Succession on HBO mm-hmm. Max. And Sanaa Lathan was in this latest series. 
and this latest season, sorry. And it just blows my mind that she does not age. She does not age. I was Googling her when I was watching the last season and she is 50 years old. And I'm just like, what? When did that happen? I think in my mind, she's still like something new, Sonali Ethan, which we have to do that Ooh, in a yeah. future episode. Yeah, and she's 50. And it's like her and Taraji P. Henson, like, okay, when we talk about actresses that have made me feel seen in my identity, Sonali Ethan and Taraji P. Henson are two people who come to mind. And I just really love that they kind of never play these tropes of stereotypical Black women. They're always empowered. They're always in positions of power. They're always, like, very confident. And I feel like I've gravitated more towards their movies than, like, anyone else. And I just, I'm obsessed with them. If I could be anyone in the world, it would be, like, a love child between Sonali and Taraji P. Henson. I love that. No, and you're so right. I don't think I've ever, like, really, like, when you think about their filmography and just the characters they've been, they're always such dynamic, three-dimensional characters who have such good stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so true. Now I just wanted to do a whole marathon binge of all their work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if you know about the celebrity hotties in white cable knit sweaters trend. I think around the Chris Evans, I forget, the 2019 mystery movie. Where he's in that, he's that evil rich boy with like the white knives out. sweater. Yes, knives yeah. out. I could not remember. <laughs> and so everyone loves to talk about this whole trend of just celebrity Hollywood hotties in these white cable knit sweaters. And I need to let the record state that Tay Diggs wins mm. this contest. He wins. In, in this white cable knit sweater competition, he wins forever. In the last scene when he's running over to Sid and, oh, my God, the coziest, the coziest sweater ever. And I'm like, please, let me borrow it. Let me just sleep in it. Let me be wrapped up in it. Literally. And no one brings him up in this conversation. And I need it to be known that he wins. You hear that, listeners? Tay Diggs wins the cable knit sweater competition. No one else. (laughs) But also, guys, we want to know who else are some of your contenders in this competition. What did you think (laughs) of the movie Brown Sugar of Dre and Sydney's relationship? We want to know all of it. Make sure to slide into our DMs at MeetCute. Again, guys, I'm Kendra. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kenten Hollywood. Yes, and I'm Mercedes. You can find me at MercedesGV11 on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts and follow Meet Cute on socials everywhere. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye.